Well, hey, everybody, before we jump into this episode today, I want to let you know that starting this time next week, we are kicking off what we're calling the Build Your Brand Boot Camp. This is going to be a week of trainings, shop audits, a pop-up Facebook group, a private podcast feed. There is so much going on and I am so, so excited about it. It's been a long time. Actually, I don't think I've ever done anything like this week is going to be and I can't wait. You do have to register for it to have access to the pop-up group and the private podcast feed and all of that. So head to laurenkeplinger.com forward slash bootcamp to get registered for that. It is completely free. There's no cost to participate in that, and it is going to be fantastic. I know that there's going to be so much excitement and so much involvement and just a huge week of growth for the people that participate. I do also want to let you know that the doors to scale your sales are opening next Thursday, April 28th. After the live training that's happening, it's actually happening twice on that Thursday at noon and at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So there's two opportunities for you to watch that live masterclass training and the doors are opening then for a special enrollment period. So if you want to participate in all of the things that are happening next week, which are going to be a super, super exciting week, and I hope that you will join us, head to laurenkeplinger.com forward slash bootcamp and get signed up for that. Hey friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings. My name is Lauren Keplinger, and I'm excited to be back here for another week of talking about your Etsy shop and your online business. Today, we are going to talk about a simple thing that you can do that can double your Etsy conversion rate. Now, before we jump in and talk about that, I do want to explain your conversion rate to you for people who don't know what I'm talking about or don't know if that's really a thing that they should be watching or don't know how to watch for it. So your conversion rate is the number of people who convert into buyers based on the amount of traffic that you have. So if you think about your shop as a store, like a brick and mortar store, the conversion rate is the number of people as a percentage that that decide to make a purchase versus the number of people that walk in the door. So let's say you had 10 people that walked in the door to your shop, the virtual doors to your shop, but only one person decided to buy. That would be a 10% conversion rate because one person out of 10 people is 10%. Now, Before we go any farther here, I want to tell you that a 10% conversion rate would be very high. (laughs) Um, Contrary to how we feel like it should work, which is that, of course, people want to buy something once they find my shop and once they come into my shop doors or the virtual doors to my shop. 
Um, in fact, conversion rates are much lower than a lot of people expect. So I've had people before who have been like, oh my gosh, my conversion rate is only 5%. What am I doing wrong? 5% is actually a really solid conversion rate. So for a newer shop, typical conversion rates are in the 1% to 2% range. So for every 100 visits that you have to your shop, and we're talking visits there, not views, um, so the visits are the individuals that are coming into your shop. So for every 100 people that come into your shop, you would have one to two sales. And that would be a pretty typical or average conversion rate for a newer shop. Um, as people get more established, they tend to have a slightly higher conversion rate for a variety of reasons. But for more established shops, I would say that anywhere between three and 5% is really healthy and solid. And obviously anything higher than five is fantastic. All right. So that's our definition of a conversion rate and um, kind of the numbers that you're aiming for in your business or that you can realistically expect to get from your business. So I always want to set that standard because, you know, if you're expecting a 10% conversion rate, um, then that's probably not going to be realistic. And if you only have, let's say, 30 visits per day to your shop, then, um, it's not going to equal one sale a day. You know, it's gonna equal one sale every couple days or whatever. So um, in terms of kind of looking at your stats and looking at what you have, it's important that you understand how those are related to each other because again, I've had people that have come to me and said like, I have pretty decent traffic. You know, I get 50 visits a day, but I'm not having any sales. And in looking at that, you know, if you have a, a 5% conversion rate on 50 visits a day, then you might get a couple sales a day. But most people who are just getting started don't have that kind of a conversion rate. So they end up hovering, you know, one sale every two days or whatever. Okay. So anyway, if this conversation usually is for people whose conversion rate is on the lower end, so people who find that their conversion rate is like maybe between zero and 2% or so, which also as a side note, if you're looking for where your conversion rate is, you can look on your Etsy dashboard in the stats section and they will um, calculate that conversion rate for you. But this conversation is really applicable to everyone, no matter where you are in your business and what kind of listings that you have, because this is something that so many of us as creatives fall into the trap of. And it's something that you really have to step out of your own knowledge of your products and your knowledge of what you are making and what people are getting and what they're buying from your listing or the different ways that they can get different things from your listings and look at your listing from an objective standpoint so that you can see how it is coming across to the buyer and how you are communicating to the buyer. So what we are really going to talk about today as it relates to your conversion rate is simplifying. Simplifying your listings, simplifying the options that you have and making it easier on your buyer to make a decision, making it an easier yes from your buyer. There are various marketing phrases that different people say that talk about confusing your customer and how that gets in the way of somebody making the ultimate decision to buy, kind of regardless of the price point. Obviously, if you have a higher price point, 
there's more barriers there um, just related to people spending money. But even at a lower price point, I still think that this is true. Donald Miller of StoryBrand, if you're familiar with that book, and he has a podcast and stuff, says, if you confuse, you lose. Another one that I've heard repeatedly about marketing is a confused mind never buys. And that is true. And I might even say it is more true on Etsy maybe than other platforms or other large retailers. Because on Etsy, people are looking for something that is really specific and personal to themselves or the person that they're buying for. And most people at this point know that Etsy sellers are individuals that are selling on the platform. They're not, you know, Etsy is not a retailer unto itself. So they want to know what they're getting. These are the buyers. They want to know what they're actually buying and that what they are paying for is going to be what they're expecting to get. And again, I would say that this is probably more true on Etsy than other platforms because a lot of us on Etsy sell personalized or custom items or you customize an order in some way. And there's a lot of shops on Etsy that don't offer refunds or returns because of that. So the buyer needs to feel confident in what they're buying and that the end result of what they're buying is going to be what they're hoping that they're buying. So what do I mean when I'm talking about simplifying your listings? There are only so many ways that you can make a listing on Etsy. However, I have seen again and again and again in the, now it's been like four and a half years that I've been teaching people inside of my paid programs that people complicate things in ways that I never would have even thought about. It's kind of surprising to me how complicated Etsy listings can get when someone is trying to offer a million different variations and options within an, a listing. And I actually think that the limitations of the Etsy platform like the limitations in the way that you can write your listings on Etsy makes it even more confusing for the customer when you try to jam a million things into it because you're limited to how much information you're able to give. You're trying to work sort of this like square peg into a round hole of offering a million different options and all these different variations, but you can only do it in so many ways because of the way that Etsy has those listings set up. Sellers, particularly newer sellers or folks that haven't figured out where their business sweet spot is, want to give too many options. They think the more people I can appeal to, the more options that I can offer, the more variations on this that I can give to people, the more choices that they're able to make or to customize for themselves, the better. And this is a really common mistake that a lot of people make because they feel like the more opportunities they have to give someone you know, all these different choices, fonts or colors or shapes or sizes or whatever, it's going to allow someone to choose exactly what they want. And then that's going to up the chances of being able to sell a product to that customer because the cu customer can basically do whatever they want and they can get virtually anything. But the problem is, and this is where the breakdown in conversion rate happens, it is overwhelming to the customer. When you give somebody a million different options to choose from, they have to make a decision at every single option or they have to weigh their different options um, at every single point where they have to make a choice. 
And so they have to weigh each option against each other. You know, do I want this one or do I want this one? Do I want rainbows or do I want cheetah print or do I want solid? And if I want solid, do I want red or blue or black or green or hot pink or whatever? And it's a lot for people, especially for all of us who are just inundated with decisions all the time. Think about every variation or every option that you're giving them as like a little micro decision that they need to make. And then we all get decision fatigue. If they have to go through your listing and make 10 different micro decisions, or even worse, which we'll talk about this in a second, try and even figure out what you're asking them to choose from, chances are that they're just going to exit out, give up, and buy something that's a little more straightforward and a little easier. I can tell you right now that people don't need 30 color options in order to make a decision to buy from you. And probably what you'll end up finding out is that five or 10 of those colors sell phenomenally better than anything else in the listing. And then the other ones are like one-offs here and there, but they're not really that big of a deal. If you eliminated some of those options, chances are that your conversion rate would be higher and that would make up for, you know, those one or two sales every now and then that were the random color that you're not offering anymore. So what does this actually look like, this kind of overwhelm or confusion when you put it into a shop? Like taking this out of the theoretical and thinking about the ways that your Etsy shop is structured and the way that Etsy has you set up listings. How do you know if your shop is overwhelming to people or if you're offering too many options within your listings and you need to simplify? Well, one really straightforward way of doing that is to look at your conversion rate. If you have solid levels of traffic and you're just not converting those people into sales, then you have a conversion rate problem. And oftentimes, one of the ways that we see people get more complicated or offer too many options is through the variations that they offer. This is kind of the most straightforward way of doing it. I will see listings that have tons of variations within the same listing for all different kinds of colors or sets or designs or whatever. And then sometimes there's pictures of the options available. And sometimes there's not because you only have 10 different picture options. Or also sometimes people will try to cram all of the different options within those 10 pictures. So they will have, you know, one picture that shows 10 different, um, variations. And then the next picture shows 10 more different variations, or they have one picture that shows all of the different color options. And there's 40 different color options within that one picture. And then another thing that I see that is huge and gets super, super confusing is that people run out of variation options because you can only have two variations within an Etsy listing. And so then they start combining different variations to make sets. But the sets that they are making up aren't totally um, understandable by the customer. And the seller is not able to fully describe what makes up each set because there are character limits within the variation dropdowns. So you can't write a whole paragraph description about what's in each variation because there are character limits within that for the drop-down boxes. So you get stuck making these abbreviations and combining all kinds of things that people may or may not even know what the products are that you're combining. 
Sometimes I also see this as people labeling their pictures with different numbers and then asking someone to choose a number from the drop down box. So they might have a picture that has like three different sets or whatever. And then they're like, choose from set one, set two, set three. But then the person has to go back and forth to be able to see what's in each set and the differences between the sets and everything like that. Any place that you're able to break up a listing into multiple options, multiple different listings individually, do that. It's never going to hurt you to have more listings or more options available to people so long as you're not confusing them by all the options that you're offering. So this isn't really a lecture about simplifying your shops and what you're actually offering, although I do think that there's a conversation to be had about that because it gets really expensive to run a shop with 9 million different variations because you have to have all of that inventory. But it's just that in this conversation, in terms of conversion rate, what we're really talking about is just simplifying the individual listings so that they're not confusing to people. So again, I wanna just repeat that a little more succinctly. It's not necessarily about simplifying your shop or simplifying what you are selling in your shop. It's about simplifying your individual listings so that the buyer has an easy yes to buy your product and they're not confused by what you're offering. You don't need to have one listing for let's say hair bows, and then you try to cram as much as humanly possible into that one listing. You need to have different listings for each one that has something different about it. So a different listing for different colors or a different listing for different seasons or like if they're for holidays or whatever, or a different listing for different styles of bows. Sometimes people will try to combine different products that are in the same sort of category, like earrings, let's say, that are all for Christmas into one listing, but then they don't actually put a variation into that listing, so you have no idea what you're getting. All of, I have actually seen, this is all from experience, shops that I've seen and critiques that I've done. So all of the pictures here will show different items. So maybe one picture shows Santa Claus earrings and one picture shows reindeer and one picture shows holly earrings. But there's no variation dropdown and there's no information about what you're getting in the purchase. So I'm not really sure why anyone would do it this way, but it's very important to make sure that there's a clear path between looking at the pictures, which is the person's first impression of what they're getting, the pictures usually what brings them into your shop or into your listing. So that's what they're clicking on from the search. And then they want to have this clear path from this picture to the variations that they have to select and the description if they read it. But that, that information needs to be clear even if they don't read the description. They should not have to study the whole description to be able to figure out what variation they're buying or what they're actually getting when they select a variation. So the clearest way of doing that is to have the picture and the variation and not offer 900 million different variations within the pictures. Think about the journey of your buyer from the time they click on your product within the search page of results all the way until they get to the point of checking out. They don't know anything about you. They don't know anything about your products. They don't have any history of working with you. Your listing picture caught their eye in the search page results and now they're wanting to purchase. They need to have a clear path 
all the way. And at every place that you make them make a decision, you're going to have drop off for people. So every time they have to make a decision, there's going to be drop off in terms of how many people are going to continue to think about what they want and continue to make those decisions. What I have found in my own shop again and again with listings is that the vast majority of times, the listing picture variation is the one that people end up buying on that particular listing. For so for me, what that looks like is that the vast majority of people that click on a page of search results with my white quilt with a pink monogram end up purchasing the variation that has a white quilt with a pink monogram. Even though I offer variations for quilt color and monogram color because they're very easy to change and obviously that has to be customized because it's a personalized item. They're essentially all the same thing. You can get a white quilt or a gray quilt or a blue quilt. But the people that click on the white quilt with the pink monogram, that's the one that caught their eye. That's how they found this listing. That's how they found my shop. That's how they got to be where they are thinking about making this purchase. So the picture that is coming up in the search results is the one that drew them in. And that's the one they're most interested in for that reason. So I don't need to offer them a, hum, a million different options within that listing because I've already attracted them to my shop to make a purchase in my business through this listing picture that caught their eye and is communicating to them what I can do. Now that's not to say that I do not occasionally get messages or emails from people where they ask me if I can change the color or change the font or whatever, but that's not the vast majority of people. I have also found this even to be true for something like font that you think that maybe somebody might have a more specific preference for the font. People have strong opinions about fonts, oddly. I have different listings in my shop for different fonts with the same product, the blankets. The majority of people who click on something like a scrolly traditional monogram font want that scrolly traditional monogram font. The majority of people who click on the block fishtail font want the block fishtail font. They were attracted to that product because of what they saw in the picture. And think about this as a retail buyer of something else. Let's say you walk into a showroom and they have 10 different couches on the showroom floor and they're all different colors and different patterns. But then they were like, okay, well we have these 10 that you can see here in person, but we also can like do whatever you want, whatever colors, whatever patterns, just your imagination is the only limit here. We can do whatever. One of our options that's not shown is turquoise polka dots. Would you like turquoise polka dots? You'd be like, um, no, I think I'm going to go with this one that's sitting right in front of me because I have no idea what the turquoise polka dot one is going to look like. And I can already envision this one right here because it's sitting right in front of me and I can see it. It's the same thing with people virtually shopping in your Etsy shop. You don't have to picture what some random variation looks like and use your imagination about whether this font would look good or this color would look good or these colors work well together or whatever. The listing picture that's shown there in your listing that's showing off whatever you know example you have there is appealing to your customer and drawing them in and then they can visualize what that's gonna look like because the picture is right there. So for people who are looking at my listing with a white blanket and a pink monogram, they already know what those are gonna look like together. They don't have to use your, their imagination. For people who want, you know, let's say a gray quilt with a green monogram, I have a picture of that in my shop as well. So that if they say, 
you know, if they do message me and ask me like, do you have a picture of this color, this color combination, which I do occasionally get that question for the color combinations that I don't have pictured. If I have a picture of that, it's an easier sell. If I say, I actually don't have a picture of that one available, um, but it's a grass green color, you know, hardly anyone's gonna buy that because they can't envision exactly what I mean by that. If I then say, okay, well, I don't have one listed, but here's the picture of one I've done in the past with the gray quilt and the green monogram, it is such a quick sell because again, they don't have to visualize what it is. So how do you make this happen for your listings? What do you need to go through in your listings? I would start with your pictures and make sure that your pictures are all cohesively together in terms of what's being offered in that listing. If you're struggling to think about how somebody might be buying or how to group your products together, think about what the priority is for your customer in buying that item. Are they buying the item because of the color? Are they buying the item because of the holiday or the print or the picture that's on it? Are they buying it because of the saying that's on it? When you think about the priority or the sort of motivation behind why somebody's buying that or what is the flipping point for them to make the decision to check out and purchase, you can think a little bit more about how to group your items together or which variations to offer in which listing. So for example, let's take an example of a graphic t-shirt with a saying on it. Chances are that somebody is not buying that because it's a t-shirt. They're buying it because of the saying that's on it. So it makes more sense then within a listing to have the listing be the saying that's on the t-shirt and then the variations that you offer could be the different kinds of shirts. Let's say long sleeve t-shirt, short sleeve t-shirt and tank tops or different sizes or both of those. If you flip that around and you instead say, okay, well, I have a t-shirt listing and then you can have this variation with all the different sayings on it, it doesn't make sense to the buyer because what they're buying is not just some random t-shirt. They're buying a t-shirt with a specific saying on it. So if you offer then 20 different sayings within drop downs in your listing, it gets confusing. Also in my shop, I can see this with my printed baby blanket. So for one printed baby blanket, maybe I have the um, boxer dog print on a blanket. And then I offer a swaddle blanket or a minky blanket or a fleece blanket for that listing. But I don't have a fleece blanket and then offer 20 different prints for that fleece blanket because the customer is coming into that listing because they're interested in the boxer dog, not because they're just interested in some kind of a random minky blanket. The other part of that is that you wanna make sure your pictures communicate what your buyer is buying. So if you sell graphic t-shirts, in those listing pictures, it might be a good idea for you to have the graphic t-shirt, the long sleeve t-shirt, and the tank top with different pictures in that same listing. But you don't need to have pictures of all of the various sayings that you offer on your different t-shirts that are in your shop. Again, this is where people go wrong with offering different variations because in their mind they say, okay, but what if they click on this listing, but then they decide they don't really want that saying? They could choose from any of these other sayings I have. I have, you know, 30 different sayings that I could put on it, or I'll put whatever they want. I'll take a custom order. I'll do whatever. But the thing is, the buyer has clicked on your listing because they like the saying or the style of what you're doing in the first listing picture that you have in that listing. So they wouldn't have clicked on it if they didn't like it. 
So you don't need to have a hundred different options of other different sayings in a drop down menu for different shirts. It makes it hard for them to figure out exactly what they need to select within that listing to get what is being offered in that first listing picture that you have. They just need options for how to get that one that they clicked on in the right size and maybe the right kind of shirt, you know, long sleeve, short sleeve, whatever that they want. So the more that you can simplify these things within your listing, the better. And again, this doesn't mean that you don't want to offer options within your shop or that you need to even simplify the number of options that you have. Like, for example, if you have 30 different sayings that you can put on a shirt, you don't need to get rid of any of those sayings necessarily. You just need to separate them out into different listings. As a side note, this also makes it a lot easier to optimize your SEO to that individual listing rather than trying to cast this like extremely wide net of offering a million different things within one listing. The key here is that you want to give people a very straight path from coming into your shop, clicking on your listing, seeing your product, not being confused, deciding what they want, and checking out. The more barriers you put in the middle of that, the more things they have to think about, and the longer that they have to think about what exactly you're saying in your variations, the harder it's going to be. So being able to step out of your listing, look at what your options are, even if your options make sense to you, ask someone else, ask a family member, ask a friend, ask your spouse, you know, do you know what I'm talking about here? Somebody that is completely unrelated to you and your business and has no idea what they, what you make or what you offer should very, very quickly within a few seconds of looking at your listing, know exactly what you are selling and exactly what each variation offers. And it should not be confusing to them. So if you're sitting there thinking like, why can't ask my mom because she has no idea what I do in my business. That's a great person to ask actually, because she has no idea what you do in your business. She's not coming into it with the previous knowledge of already knowing what you're talking about. And that is going to be true for your customer too. So if somebody cannot click on it and within, you know, maybe five or 10 seconds of looking at the listing, know exactly what they want and exactly what they need to choose from in order to make that decision, you're going to lose buyers. So if you can make that one I don't really want to say simple change because it's hard for people sometimes to narrow that down and simplify, but one simplifying change, you will see an increase in your conversion rate. People don't want more options. They just want the option that fits exactly into what they want. So being able to make that clear to them, either you have it or you don't. And if you don't, maybe you have it in a different listing in your shop and you could offer, you know, links within your description to different sections of your shop or whatever, but you don't want to try to, we've talked about this before in terms of trying to appeal to everybody. You want somebody to immediately come into your shop and know whether or not your products are for them. If they're not for them, that's okay. That's not going to hurt your business. You want that person who it is for to be able to immediately recognize that this is the product that they want and this is what they're going to get and this is how it's going to look. And offering too many things or having uh, listings that are too complicated doesn't allow somebody to do that. So the more you can simplify, the better. Make it clear to people 
ask people around you if it's clear and if they understand what, what they need to do here and how they need to do it. And you will see an increase in your conversion rate. Thanks so much for tuning in. I would love to continue this conversation and connect with you over on Instagram. I am at lauren.keplinger and I am in my DMs and interacting with people all the time. So if you have questions about the episode, follow up, thoughts, comments, whatever, shoot me a DM and I would love to connect with you. I will see you back here, same time, same place next week. Bye for now.